Good morning, good morning, good morning. Welcome to Radio Blogging, daily shows with interactive activities to keep everyone busy and engaged. Brought to you by Pi Corbett, David Mitchell, Ian Rocky, and Russell Prue. Just listen and blog. It's live, fun, and interactive. And with new educational tasks every day, just head over to radioblogging.net to listen and find out more. A very good morning to you and welcome along to radioblogging.net. Ian Rocky here in the hot seat with you. It's Tuesday the 9th of June and you are most welcome indeed to the show. Uh, A very good morning to also Deputy Mitchell. Deputy Mitchell, are you there? Part of the team, of course. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. I am kind of, my fingers are all warmed up, done my exercises, ready to go. Um, always worked hard during these sessions. Um, like we say, we, we love the interactivity of what we do. And so I'll be uh, really looking after the Padlet today and also the Jotcast side of things. So really looking forward to get getting those underway later on. Um, we have a great audience. I keep looking at that globe. I do keep forgetting to talk about it. Um, but, you know, one of the things we do have on this show is a global audience and when we do have a look at that globe we see people from all over the place uh, at the moment we've got people let's have a look we've got people from america we've got someone in la texas cape town in Aust- in um, south africa we have somebody from the united arab emirates on right now and a stack of people from the uk and around Europe where we are. So really looking forward to this today and can't wait. Thank you very much indeed, Deputy Mitchell. And as we always do, we now bounce from one part of the country to another to our good friend, Pi Corbett. Start the day with a slice of pie. This is radioblogging.net. Good morning, sir. How are things today? Things today are really, really good because, as you know, I've not heard from Gerald. Now, anyone who is new to the programme, I ought to explain that Gerald is a mouse who for a long period of time was in my house and he raided the fridge. He got in the bread bin. He was absolute uh, uh, nuisance. And uh, but he began to gradually become rather popular. He's got a Twitter account. He's probably on Facebook somewhere or other. He's probably got an Instagram account. I don't know, but he's certainly got a Twitter (laughs) account. And he he started to gather a bit of a following. So there were people cheering on his side. Free Gerald the Mouse (laughs) campaigns were being run for him across the world. So um, but I haven't seen him for a while. And then I was walking down. We've got a little shop where we live and uh, I like going there because you've got all the social distancing stuff I feel safe I always wear a mask when I'm out now uh, Ian and I know people look at me as if I'm funny um, but I don't really care it makes me feel safer Mm. and um, I think it's important to do so anyway off I go with my mask uh, and I walk up to the um, to the shop and we go in one at a time etc now I'm coming back with uh, various goodies and I'm walking down the path, and there he is, quite fat, waddling across the path. Not, You know how mice normally shoot really quickly, don't they? Very quickly, indeed. I knew it was him, because he doesn't shoot quickly. 
He's a mouse who takes his time. <laughs> he was just waddling in the sunshine, crossing the path without a care in the world. I That's almost just brazen. Him to stop. Yeah, it is absolutely brazen. I thought he was going to stop and sort of doff his cap and say, good morning, squire. How are you faring? But he just fatly waddled across in front of me. It was a wonderful moment. So... Uh, it's either Gerald or a close relation because it it definitely was portly, was how I would describe it. Having spent, uh, as you know, weeks uh, benefiting from the camembert in the Corbett household, so it was good to see him again. Excellent. Really good to see him Excellent. again. I tried to follow him, but no, I couldn't. So uh, yeah, that's and I find things like I, that exciting. Um, we've got pigeons in the garden that I talk to every now and then. A lot of cheeky sparrows, too. Mm. So all is good. I've been in contact with the aged aunt. All's well with her and the dogs and the cat. So I think that we are ready to um, to rock and roll. Today's a special program. Um, Taliesin is an ancient uh, Welsh text, the Book of Taliesin. They do think that Taliesin was a bard who uh, wandered around um performing poems and singing for different welsh kings and legend does have it that he was supposed to have served in the court of king arthur um but it's this very uh, the, the book of taliesin contains some very beautiful poetry so we're going to be looking at some of that today um but uh, first of all we always like to play a couple of games don't we ian we certainly do creative games play and try with ian and pie I'm looking forward to these today, Pi. Yeah, so am I. Now, these two games are related to the piece of writing that we're going to end up doing. So make sure what happens if you've not been with us before. Ian and I always play a couple of games that tune us in, get us going. Um, And we'll model playing the games first. Jot down any thoughts or ideas that you get in your notebooks as we're playing them. And then once we finish playing them, there'll be a musical interlude, a few shout outs. And then either at home or in school, you can start in twos or threes or just sit on your own and begin to make some lists of ideas to do with the games. Now, the first one is a magical boast. So in the uh, in the poem, um, uh, the Taliesin section that uh, I've got to read later on, Italian. Um, it's almost as if you are a, a big, godlike, powerful figure that knows all sorts of things. And we're going to do some magical boasts, Ian. So the phrase you need is "I know why," okay. and because you're very, very powerful, you can know anything. <laughs> I know why. Um, I know why the Earth is round. Mm. I know why rain falls. I know why the rainbow curves perfectly and does ne- and does not wobble in the wind. I know why spiders spin their webs. I know why hawks hover and snakes slither. Lovely. I know why there are hailstones sometimes. I know why there is day and why there is night and where they hide themselves. 
I know why reading is so important to become a skilled writer. <laughs> I know why the word matters. Oh, lovely pie. I know why huge aeroplanes can take off. <laughs> I've, al I've always wondered about that. Mm. And it's never a good idea, is it, when no. you're 30,000 feet in the air to suddenly start <laughs> thinking... This is a very heavy object that I'm sitting in. <laughs> and by all accounts, it should fall straight to the ground. It's a bit like being in a lift. I went on up the Empire State Building and I did get a bit nervous as we went further and further up, mm. thinking, you know, if the rope snaps now, I'm done for. <laughs> <laughs> OK, I know why the sun rises and the night swallows the light. I know why bubble wrap was invented. I know why blood is red. I know why grapes catch fire in the microwave. <laughs> <laughs> is that true? That really is true. Yeah. It's the <laughs> electrons and ions. Yeah, they form plasma and it catches fire. Okay, uh, please don't try this at don't home. Don't try this at home. <laughs> Not a good idea. So that's the magical boast. I know why. And as this sort of all-powerful being, you could know all sorts of interesting things. So that's a good game to play. I feel like Bruce Forsyth with a good game, good game. Good game. game. Uh, game two is very similar. So this is a sort of a similar knowledge game. But instead of I know why, we can have I know where, I know when, I know how, or I know what. Hmm. So let's try uh, a pair of each, shall we? Okay. Um, let's start with I know where. I know where. I know where the River Thames begins and ends. I know where uh, glaciers live. Uh, that's a good one. Uh, okay, we're on to I know when now. I know when. I know when the first breath of life was taken. Lovely. I know when England won the World Cup. Ah, I know. I, I was. I, I wasn't there, but I was actually um, outside. Um, I was in Folkestone, hmm. and I was watching it. We didn't have a telly, so I was watching it outside a TV shop. Do you remember TV shops used to have all I the TVs do. in the windows? Yes, I do. Yeah, and you could stand there, and and the, and so I was watching the the World Cup with a group of. Uh, uh, I, I mean, I was a kid then, but a lot of old men were standing around. Probably they didn't have a TV or something. And that we were all watching the World Cup on 32 television screens. <laughs> um, it, it came to the end of the game. Um, and as you know, everyone thought it was over. And some, you know, the crowd was dispersing. And then, of course, there was the final goal and everybody rushed back. Mm. Um, so I know when that happened. Are we, what are we on? I'm rambling. <laughs> um, how? How? We're on to how. Uh, okay. I know how. I know. Okay. I know how uh, the tiger's stripes were first formed. I know how to play Mana Mana on the kazoo. Is that true? I can. My goodness, you ought to do that for us one day. Um, or not, as the case may be. You know I love that. I, I absolutely Every time you put that on, my mm. foot gets tapping. I love it. Okay, um, we're on to I know what. Now. Yes. Um, 
I know what, right. Um, okay. I know what lies at the very core of a stone. Hmm. I know what ingredients are required to make a cake. Do you make cakes? Uh, I have done in the past. Yes, I do. And I can. Yes. Yeah. I love baking as mm, well. It's great. Um, I tend to be incredibly messy, mm. uh, but I do love baking. Mm. Um, and there's something quite very, very pleasing, isn't there, about having made a loaf of bread or biscuits or something. Yeah, my um, yeah, I'm shortbread or flapjacks are my are my speciality. My mum makes the mo- the best, the most amazing cakes, but I I like to go for flapjacks and shortbread. Mm, mm. I feel I feel. Can we end the show now? <laughs> <laughs> I feel the need for a flapjack suddenly. Mm. I'll ring the missus. Okay, folks. So those are our two games. Uh, um, so you've got the sort of magical boasting really i know why i mean you've got where when how and what and you're trying to come up with really big things magical things so uh have we got some music to play here while everybody has a go at this at uh, home and in school of course we have pie here we are something very special for a tuesday morning this is radioblogging.net broadcasting live across the planet Indeed it is. Welcome back to Radio Blogging. It is 16 minutes to 10 this morning, Tuesday the 9th of June. Good morning. It is Talies in Tuesday and you are with Ian Rocky, Pi Corbett and Deputy Mitchell and we have got some shout outs already coming in. Don't forget you can email us radioblogging at gmail.com. Catherine Quantrill has done just that. Hi, it is my daughter Alice's birthday tomorrow, Wednesday the 10th of June. She will be nine. She listens and takes part every day and would love a birthday shout out many thanks for all you do kathy you are so welcome kathy thank you very much indeed uh, don't forget you can also uh, head over to the show page itself down the bottom of the show page today's show page there is the comment section where you can add a comment and we will read those out later on douglas good morning to you would like a shout out for my best friend sunny who is invited to go on holiday with him after lockdown how lovely is that i know it's a way into the future, but something we can certainly look forward to indeed. Bethany, good morning. Hello. Well, thank you for getting in touch and adding your comment to the site. Trisha, good morning to you as well. Also, Thomas from Year 5 Birchwood. Good morning, radio bloggers. Please could you give a shout out to me and my sister, Daisy. We are both working hard from home and love listening to your show. Well, thank you very much indeed. And we love having you. Mrs. D, good morning, everyone. Looking forward to another inspirational radio broadcast this morning. Mrs. Hollis and I are really enjoying reading all of your work big shout out to everyone at Bispam drive at home and school mrs d wonderful ollie good morning uh, can't wait for another great show today uh, and also owls class at the john moore primary hello from jake zach miles archie and ryan listening from the john moore primary school we can't wait for today's show fabulous stuff um david have you got anything over there deputy mitchell on the contact padlet We have indeed, yes. I'm over on the contact Padlet, which is uh, on the contact section of the website on the orange menu. You can get to it there and leave a shout out there. Uh, We've got quite a few, actually. We have, um, well, we've got a large group. We've got a large group of boys here at Westfield Primary School. Got William, Ben, Will, Lucas, Archie and Keith. That's one table of personality, I can tell straight away, (laughs) (laughs) that that are with us all who've done their own individual shout-outs. So they're uh, collectively at Westfield Primary School. Uh, Hello to all you boys. Well done for getting involved. We've got Julia from Peckham, who was actually just testing out 
the Padlet this morning, just saying that this is testing from Julia in Peckham. So hello to Julia. Um, Edith, who's uh, asked if she could have a shout out for Kessia and Sadie, as it's their first time on the show today. And we love it when we get people coming on for the first time. Um, so welcome on board. I hope you enjoy the show. Um, Honora uh, has been on again for, uh, this morning asking for a shout out. So there you go. Honora, Freddie from Chorley, St. James School. I know Freddie. Uh, I've taught Freddie, and I know his teacher uh, as as well there. Um, so well done, and I uh, hope you have a great show. Isla from Charlie St. Uh, Charlie St. James as well is on. Uh, we have Year 6 from Thorn Tree Primary. Good morning, they've said. We've already been trying to find out uh, what Taliesin is. So they've been trying to do a bit of work this morning, working out what that is. We've got India from Pensby Primary, which I think is in Birkenhead. So welcome, India. Asking for a shout-out for all of Pensby Primary, Year 5, um, and saying that she misses everyone and can't wait to get back to school. Bebop is here as well. Can I have a shout-out? Um, Mrs. Smith has just published one. I'll approve that now. Asking for a, uh, a shout-out to all year six at uh, Fair Oak Junior School. And I can see a few more are writing some as we as we move on. So maybe we'll come back to those in a bit, Ian. But very busy this morning and great to see people getting involved. Thank you very much indeed, David. Uh, great to have it busy. We love it busy here at radioblogging.net, particularly when children and young people go to the effort of recording their own pieces of work pie. Isn't that right? Absolutely love it. At the end of this show, if you've not been with us before, there's a chance for you to, um, well, we'll introduce you to how you can record your writing. And then we always choose one or two uh, out to have in the show. And um, I always listen to these. Um, Alice uh, put a really good one up um, uh, about her bookshelf. I think I read that yesterday, but I think it's the same Alice Q whose birthday is tomorrow. So happy birthday uh, for tomorrow. Oliver did a great one. Um, I can see. Thanks, Oliver. Really well uh, 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 performed. And Sachin, uh, who works really hard on this show, actually, and uh, he managed to put three different ones up. A bit of an experimental poem called The Robin. Um, uh, the, uh, another really good one called Little Things and then a bit of a story but I think you've got three people who don't often post or maybe it's their new first time they've done it so we'd like to support those people Absolutely, here we go, here's the first one this is Secret Details by Utkarsha the walk to school I observed Old people pay for their morning newspaper I can see shop owners flip their signs from closed to open I can see pigeons wake up, perching their feathers. Key workers and businessmen wait at the bus stop. My mates crossing the road carefully. Public open their curtains, letting sunlight go past. The sun brighten up the sky. Last but not least, I can see happiness. Using your rhythm idea, Pi. That was from Friday. That was good, wasn't it? Yeah, I enjoyed that. Um, crystal clear. Uh, one small tip, and I noticed it on a number of the others, it's tempting to press the button a bit too soon. Mm. So you've got to say the last word and maybe count one more beat or two more beats 
then end it. I, I, I noticed that on a couple of them, but really well done. Uh, I love that. I could see the picture of that journey in my mind. I love the way it ended on happiness. Great stuff, Akasha. Let's see some more from you. Now, I think you've got Emily and Isla, haven't you, as well? Yes, I have. So here we go. We've got Emily first. Cool stared around. A hundred small, beady eyes stared back at her as whispers scurried around the assembly hall. She blushed. Coral hated being in the centre of attention. As the rain lashed against the windows, she thought of home. The home that seemed like a lifetime away. But she wasn't in bright, beautiful Africa anymore. She was in England and she was alone. Sometimes Coral felt like she was a cookie chick in a nest of wrens. Tears welled up in Coral's eyes. She would never fit in. Now, as somebody who works with young people and broadcasters all the time, that was incredibly well presented, wasn't it? It was beautiful, wasn't it? Crystal clear, Mm. well paced, because there is a tendency when we get a bit nervous to talk more quickly and less clearly, to rush it. And the expression was fantastic. So that was really, really good. That, that was Emily, wasn't that it? That was Emily. Fantastic. And I've got Isla yeah. just to finish us off here. One wolf howls in the night. It's soft white fur blowing gently in the breeze. It triggers another and off it goes, setting worries off the children who end up hugging their toes. The two wolves together make a tremendous sound. It makes hands over ears and heads under pillows. Then a fur starts howling, which sets off growling. Coal black noses in the air. Wolves howling at the moon. Will they stop any time soon? And then a fourth joins in, his yellow eyes squinting in the wind. Four wolves each howling so loud, each glaring at the moon with people below moaning aloud. The fifth wolf howl is dawning, its pitch black coat covering her whole body. It's hard to see her eyes. Five sly wolves howling in the night, nose pointing to the moon that's oh so bright. Then all is dark. All is right. Just one wolf howling in the night. By Isla, age date. Another beautiful reading, Pi. That was wonderful, wasn't it? Was. <clears throat> it really was. I thought that was really interesting because it was very, very different. And whilst we make a suggestion of what uh, you might write and post, obviously if you've got something else that you've been working on and you're really, really proud of, then do put it up for us to listen to. So thanks, Thanks ever so much, Isla. That was beautifully read as well and really well written. Marvellous stuff. Now we, we need to move on, don't we, uh, Ian? I think we do, Pai. Yes, we move on now. Um, would you like to introduce the response, Padlet? OK, so oh, I just ought to say before then, um, we, we're all on the same page. Aren't we were on today's show. And if you go down, you can see above activity one, uh, there is a box there that says teacher notes. So, um There's some notes in there which capture. It's not just for teachers. If mums and dads want to read them, please do. Uh, But I'm trying to capture the programme and uh, give some ideas for follow up, etc. I hope those are useful. Right. We're going to have the reading from Taliesin in a moment. And if you've not been with us before, where it says Pi Corbett response, that orange box above the words activity one, click on that just once. And bingo, up comes a blue looking um, uh, uh, what's called a padlet. OK, Pi's response padlet. Now, in the bottom le- uh, right hand corner, there's a pink blob with a plus mark on it. Click once on that 
and up comes what looks like a post-it. Where it says title and the cursor is, that's where you write your name. Important that we know who you are. Uh, everything is read. Everything is double-checked. So uh, we need to know who you are. And we drop the cursor down and you are ready to give a response. So what we're going to do now is I'm going to read out from Taliesin. Uh, and actually, uh, this is bits of the uh, book of Taliesin put together to form one piece of writing. I'm going to read that out and then I'm going to read some pieces written by some children from Coastlands Primary School, which is in Wales, right down on the border there in West Wales, which is a school I visited and worked in. And um, I know some of you will be listening. So hi there. And I'll read some of their uh, poems um, that they wrote in response to this. So this is um, from the uh, from the original, but it's different bits put together. Here we go. I am Taliesin. I sing perfect meter, which will last to the end of the world. My patron is Elfin. I know why there is an echo in a hollow, why silver gleams, why breath is black, why liver is bloody, why a cow has horns, why a woman is affectionate, why milk is white, why holly is green, why a kid is bearded, why the cow parsnip is hollow, why, why brine is salt, why ale is bitter, why the linnet is green and berries red, why a cuckoo complains, why it sings. I know where the cuckoos of summer are in winter. I know what beasts there are at the bottom of the sea. How many spears in a battle, how many drops in a shower. Why a river drowned the pharaoh's people. Why fishes have scales, why a white swan has black feet. I have been a blue salmon. I've been a dog, a stag, a roebuck on the mountain, a stock, a spade, an axe in the hand, a stallion, a bull, a buck. I was reaped and placed in an oven. I fell to the ground where I was being roasted and a hen swallowed me. For nine nights I was in her crop. I have been dead. I have been alive. I am Taliesin. So that is fragments from the original put together to form one poem. And this one is Rias. Now, on the um, little uh, post-it note, the idea is that you write a response. So you might raise a question. You might um, take a line that you like. Have a go at one of the lines. I have been. I know where. I know why. Just have a go at doing one of the lines. Pick up on an idea. Uh, raise questions, things that you liked. Just give a response to it. Tuning ourselves into this sort of amazing writing where we are, we have become this all-powerful being that seems to know everything and be able to, to see into everything. This is Rias. I am Taliesin. I travel knowing all the secrets of the galaxy. My patron is Brondon. I know why the night sky is littered with shining specks, why the sun avoids the moon. I know what lies inside the walls of the Bermuda Triangle, how far the edge of the earth will be. I know where lightning will strike, where the first spring started to trickle, 
how a caterpillar wants wings. I've been part of the land, part of the ocean, part of the sky, always changing. I've been a tree, a mountain, a bush. I've been a dolphin, a sea slug, a shark. I've been an eagle, a seagull, a shearwater. I have died and I have been born. I am Taliesin. The next one is by Lily and Shani, and they have um, a, a, a mythical Welsh uh, figure in theirs. And I'm not sure I'm going to be able to spell, uh, pronounce it correctly. It's the brother of Branwell, and he's called Bendy Guidefran. Hope I get that right. I am Bendy Guidefran. I know all the secrets that the moon holds. My patron is Branwen. So there at the beginning is an introduction. I am. And of course, you can uh, introduce um, yourself in that way. And then she talks about what she know. They talk about what they know. I know why blood is red, why stars gloom at night, why snails are slow, why the ocean is blue, why a rainbow has color, why dogs do not speak. I know why mud is brown, why grass is green, why a mouse squeaks, why water is clear, why lemon is sour, why cherry is sweet, why strawberries are red, why grapes are green, why an owl hoots, why it sings. I know where the last dodo died. I know why a bee buzzes, how many drops are in a shower, how many frogs in a pond. I know why cats have fur, why turtles are wrinkly, why a, do a duck has orange feet. I've been a black whale, I've been a wolf, a turtle, a buffalo on a hill, a sword, a shovel, a bow staff, an owl, a horse, a swan. I was a bull in battle, a swan under attack, a dog in action. I remember the last drop of water. I remember the first dandelion being blown. I know why we live a life. I have been dead, I have been alive. I am Bendy Guidefran. A lovely, lovely one. Here's Freddy's. I am Taliesin. I play perfect note, which will last to the end of time. I know why blood seems blue, why clouds seem white, why people die, why people are born, as I was there when the first child was born. I know why trees grow, why humans age, why a snail is slow, why an eagle is fast. I know what an atom looks like, what it looks like inside the womb, how many numbers in a disc. I have been a lion, a leopard, a lemur. I've been plastic, paper, polystyrene. I've been recycled over and over and over again. I have hunted many animals. I've eaten many fruits. I have drunk from the deepest oceans. I am Taliesin. So there we are, Ian. We've got a batch of poems mm. there based on the uh, original um, uh, poem. And I think while everybody is giving a response, we ought to have a bit of music being played. I think we should. But before we do, a lovely tweet from Claire Kilgore, who I think sums it up for all of us listening this morning. We could listen to Pi reading poetry all day. Pi, mm -hmm. that was absolutely fabulous. This was very popular last week. Um, so I've brought it out again this week. Hawaii Five-0. I love you guys. In, in the mix. Welcome back.
back to radioblogging.net. The time exactly four minutes past ten. If you're just joining us, you have just missed the most magical reading with Pi, reading some beautiful poetry and some writing from Taliesin, uh, which will be, of course, available to listen again on the site later today when everything that we've done uh, is packaged up and on the site ready to use and enjoy. Um, got a few shout outs that I'd like to go to. Please to keep them coming in. Radioblogging at gmail.com. Uh, Toby uh, is going back to school on Thursday. Hey, I know what you mean, um, but um, don't worry. It's going to be absolutely fine and you're going to have a lovely time seeing your friends. So Toby, have a great time going back to school on Thursday. William Westfield Primary School would also like a shout out as well. Also, Jack, can we get a shout out to 6M and Mr. Mackerel? What a great name that is for a teacher. That's a great teacher name. Archie, can't wait for today. Thank you so much. Hope you're enjoying it today. Uh, Devon, um, looking forward to uh, the show today. Also, Wilbur as well. Mr. Simpson, good morning from everyone at Summerfield Primary and Dickens class as well. Kirsten, thank you so much indeed for getting in touch this morning. Also, Jess from Micklefield School. Also, Sophie from 6B. We all love listening to this show every morning as a class. We have so much fun and learn so much. Evie from Year 6, can't wait for another show. Uh, also a Year 6 Micklefield shout out as well. Neve from Osbaston, good morning to you. Thank you for joining us. I know you've joined us before. Lovely to have returning listeners. Uh, we've got Alfie from Manorfield School as well. Also, Lucas. Hello, and thank you very much indeed. I never knew that Pi was doing the reading. Well, I do now. Absolutely. And what a treat it was for the ears this morning, ladies and gentlemen. Lewis uh, from Rogier Primary. I do hope I get this right. Rogier Primary School, Year 6. Would you would like a shout out this morning for the rest of the teachers um, with the Key Worker Hub? Absolutely. Keith. Hello, Keith. Good morning. How are you? Lovely to have you uh, on board this morning with the show. Lots more shout outs including Freya very quickly which I'll get in can I have a shout out for the year 5 girls in Hlangors school I hope my Welsh isn't brilliant as you can probably tell I'm really enjoying the show so far thank you you are most welcome thank you so much for getting in touch Kitty also got in touch on the email radioblogging at gmail.com please can I have a shout out for Kitty in Cromford you most certainly can Kitty absolutely no problem at all David Deputy Mitchell over there surrounded by padlets have you got any <laughs> shout outs over there on the contact padlet I, I can barely see I'm, uh, I'm, I'm buried I'm buried under technology at the moment uh, with padlets and jotcasts and all kinds of things but yes uh, I'm on the uh, the padlet the uh, that's in the contact section of the website uh, we've got them coming through all the time here so yeah we've got um we got Freya, who's uh, in year three at Pensby Primary School, wanting a shout-out to all her friends at Pensby there. Uh, we got Lyra, who's uh, wanting a shout-out. She's at home, uh, but can't wait for the show today. Um, we have Summerfields Primary. Good morning from us all. Mr. Simpson and Dickens class on the Isle of Wight, so quite far south from where I am now. Uh, Jackson in 5G, asking for a shout-out there to all his uh, lockdown friends, including Douglas in particular, so his best mate there. A shout out to his best friend there. Archie wants to give a shout out uh, to Miss Chennel Clark and Mrs. Moody. Um, we've got Gabby at Warren Road, wanting a shout out to all the friends at Warren Road there. We've got Willow Class at Stonewood Woodford. A shout out to everyone at Stonewood Woodford uh, from Sam, Arthur, Lewis, James, Izzy, Erin, and Willow. Uh, they're back in school today. And uh, we've also got a, a few people that have tried to put. Um, 
shout outs into the the jotcast window which i can't approve because we're going to be using that for something else but uh, i don't want to uh, you know some people there so ollie evie um Theo, Freddie, uh, Annie May, Evie, uh, all uh, giving shout-outs as well. So loads of things going on, loads of shout-outs coming through. Uh, great to know that we, you know, we've got a, a good audience. So, um, you know, we're going to have a, a great rest of the show, Ian. We certainly are. Thank you very much indeed, Deputy Mitchell. Time coming up to nine minutes past ten. Uh, so Pi's had a, a, hopefully a little sit-down after that fabulous reading during Hawaii Five-O because now, of course, it's a very busy but absolutely brilliant part of the show when we introduce the Jotcast. Pi, over to you. Well, I've been looking, thanks Ian, I've been looking at um, some of the responses here and Sophie, you very nicely picked on something which the Coastlands children were doing very well, which is to do with opposites. I have known ecstasy, I have known despair and let's bear that in mind when you get to do the writing, some opposites. I have known day, I have known night. I know where the moon goes. I know where the sun rises so that we get some of those op- opposites weaved in. Uh, good observation. Yeah, because well, you have to listen very carefully because, of course, you don't have the text in front of you. So you've got to listen really carefully to um, the adult who, who is reading. Um, uh, so fantastic observations and thoughts there. I think it's really good when you're listening to take notes, jot things down, because as it's going along, sometimes we've had people read for six, seven minutes. Actually, it's quite a long time. And as it goes along, you think you'll remember, but you don't unless you take notes. Okay. Yep. We are now on to the jot cast. And I thought that what we would do is practice the bit uh, where it goes, I have been. So this is where you can magically turn yourself into another creature. Uh, I've been a blue salmon. I've been a dog. I've been a stag. I've been a roebuck on the mountain. I've been a stock. I've been a spade. So it's turning yourself into a creature, but then also into objects. So we've got a spade. I've been an axe in the hand. I've been a pin in the forceps. So what would you turn yourself um, into and of course, we're going to try and make it um, very, very memorable. Um, I was just having a go uh, just now. I've been a dolphin and extend the idea, knitting the sea. I've been a lark, a book of memory, a flag. I've been a thorn on a rose, a stone bridge and a forest. So use the uh, use the opportunity to turn yourself magically into something else. And I was wondering whether or not uh, whether or not we can be clever enough to do some kennings. So instead of saying I've been the moon, you might say something like, uh, "So the moon um, shines in the night." Makes I have been the uh, let's call it a night light, or um, a, yeah, a night. I have been the night's light. So by that I mean the moon. So that's a bit of a kenning. If I was going to be a cat. I have been a lap huddler because they like to huddle in your lap. So you, if you were going to do a sword, I've been a skull splitter. If you're going to be an axe, that would work well for that one. So some of you will know what kennings are. You can have a go at a kenning. And I think that would make it even more mysterious. But what have you been? So in order to fill this in, just put your name in at the bottom of the jock cast and then write in and click send. What have you been? Turn yourself into a magical object 
or turn yourself a magical object or um, uh, go for a, a creature. What bird would you like to be? What animal? What sea creature? I've been a howling monkey and extend the ideas. And I want to challenge some of you because you know what kennings are. Have a go at one. I've been a fox demolishing the rabbit. I've been a mountain goat. Um, see if you can extend the ideas, everybody. Sophia, I've been a hawk looking down on the earth. Nice idea, Sophia. You've got one word there, which is a bit weak, and it's that word looking, peering, staring, glaring. You could you could really tighten that. Uh, uh, Daisy, you could extend that idea. I've been a galloping horse. Da -da 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 -da. So add a little bit more. And Sachin, I've been a panther prancing through the mist-shrouded forest, like your forest there. Violet, I've been an angel fish gliding through the deep depths of the ocean. You've got a angel fish. Always re remember to reread. You know that that should be an angel fish. So just reread, Violet, and double check. Rosie, I've been a computer lost of battery. Alice, I've been a robin on a bird feeder. Rosie, I've been an old dog. Rosie, have a look at that. You've written a old dog. You know that that's an old dog. So watch out for that, everybody. It's an in front of the vowel. Riley, I've been a duck with a bright orange beak. Sachin, I've been a seabed hosting coral and schools of water waddlers. Love it, Sachin. Well done. Got a nice little water waddler. So there's the kenning coming in. Neve, I've been water. I've been air, I've been sunlight, I have been ice. So getting contrast in. Now, Neve, go for something very different, maybe animals or, or objects. George, I've been a log sleeping gently in the forest. Double check, George, you've got something missing at the end of the sentence there. Just before you post, pretend you're your teacher and look at it with a teacherly eye. I often say to children, police your sentences. Hayden's gone for a very extended one. I've been a tornado destroying souls and causing chaos throughout an abundance of cities. Neve, I've been nature's dancer. I love that idea. You need to uh, just have a look because you know what I'm going to say, Neve. Punctuation, punctuation, punctuation. But a lovely, lovely idea. I really like nature's dancer. Louis, I've been a spinning plate full of life and meaning. James, I've been a cave huddled in the corner of a mountain. Daisy, I've been the night sky. Well done. Got the capital letter, full stop, perfectly done. Oakley, I've been a tiger waiting to pounce on my prey. Keep going, Oakley. Um, Mr. Simpson coming in. I've been the pen writing. I've been the eyes reading. Fantastic use of semicolon there. Snuggling two sentences together about the pen and the, re the, the writing and the reading. Very clever, Mr. Simpson. Except you missed your full stop out. <laughs> I've been a worm bathing in dirt. Love that idea. I've been a dragon soaring through the sky. Nice little contrast. Um, Edith, wave leaper and Mr. Mitchell coming in. Remember, you can comment on each other's. Lovely one, Edith. Well done. Uh, Phoebe, I've been a soulful blue whale singing a sorrowful tune. Mr. Simpson coming in, commenting. Thank you, Archie. I've been the light from a light bulb brightening up the room. Kaylin, I've been a firefly glowing in the darkness. A lot of you forgetting capital letters and full stops. Be strict with yourselves. I've been an octopus, Rosie, not a octopus. An octopus swimming in the sea. Nice idea, though. Sachin, I've been a seabed hosting coral and water waddlers. Yeah, absolutely spot on, Sachin. Uh, Sophia, I've been a mountain goat clambering on the mountains of the Alps. Well done. You remember to name the Alps. Name it, name it, name it. Sachi. I've been a wand thrusted from side to side. Nice idea. Keep going. Emily from Oaksey. I've been a turtle gliding through the coral reef. I've been a shark 
pro-trolling the sea. I think you mean patrolling, but a pretty good go. Well done, Emily. Ida, I've been a leaping fish in a dazzling river. I like the leaping and the dazzling. Uh, Mr. Simpson being supportive there. Alice, I've been a pollen giver. That's an interesting one. Nice little go. When you do the kenning, Alice, put the two words together with a hyphen. I've been a warm hug. I like that one, Oliver. Really nice. George, I've been a head separator. That's got to be something like an axe. Uh, Kirat, I've been a rabbit hunter. Now, you could give me more clues, Kirat. I've been a rabbit hunter slyly creeping along. Are you meaning a fox? It's a nice little kenning. I've be, I have a I have been a bee sniffing the flowers. Is he reread that one? I've been a bed holding an angel. Phoebe, I love that idea. Yeah, interesting melody. I've been a skull crunching shark. Ah, Isla, I've been the maid on an ancient painting. That's an interesting idea, Isla. Anna May coming in with a longer one now. I'm Taliesin. How many fish are in the sea? How many pages in a book? How many feathers on a bird? How many trees are in the world? Why are there so many colours? Why are there so many toys to play with? I am Taliesin. So you're building it up nicely there. Um, I'm getting really tired now. I think what we need to do <laughs> is to have a moment's pause with a little bit of... Everybody, you can keep writing. Ian, have we got a musical interlude? Absolutely, Pi. Good work once again on the old Jotcast there. We've got a minute's thinking music, which will just give us a, a little bit of a breather and some writing time. This is radioblogging.net. Welcome back. The time exactly 19 minutes past 10. It's Tuesday the 9th of June. It is Taliesin Tuesday. We've had a cracking show so far. And if you've missed any of it, please feel free to head back to the website later on today and you'll be able to pick up on all of the wonderful content and the writing and the activities that have been produced. Um, we've got something very special again now, Pi. Haven't we taking us into the next part of the show? We have indeed, because yesterday we had uh, a marvellous, moving, powerful reading by Dev uh, Beverly uh, Naidu from The Other Side of Truth. And we had half of the interview, which was really about the book and a little bit about her own life and how she, for all of her life, has stood up for justice, for truth, for what is right and the importance of welcoming and being kind uh, and how when people are refugees or come from other parts of the world, what they really want is to be accepted and to uh, and to have a friend. And don't we all? Now, the second half of the interview that Russell did was a bit more about um, uh, her notebooks and how she writes. Mm. Uh, and I think you've got that one lined up for us, haven't you? Absolutely, Pi. Here it is. Beverly, can I just ask you about your note-taking? When you're writing this and other titles, how do you form the ideas? Do you have a notebook? What does your notebook look like? I certainly have notebooks, <laughs> one after the other as I fill them up. And um, these notebooks will... Um, Actually, the notebook, the drafts have made their way already to seven stories archives, but the notebooks will be making their way there. I felt, felt particularly close to the notebooks. Um, my notebooks are messy affairs. Um, you know, they're full of um, just ideas, drops. It may be a bit also people I've spoken to, something they've said. You know, in my notebooks, I, I'll make a little diagram. I'm, I, you know, I'm not an artist, uh, but I'll make have a rough attempt if I think, oh, that image, I want to kind of just remember that. And I'll make a rough attempt at, at, at drawing it. And um, 
names, you know, the names for the names of my characters, possible names. And of course, I drew very heavily on very, very good Nigerian friends to help me and particularly Yoruba speaking friends, because I decided this family was a Yoruba speaking family, but who was you know, English, completely bilingual. And, um, and so it can be anything that is to do. And the thought, you know, I might, I think I took probably two, three years over this novel. Um, and it could be anything, really, in anything. And if I work, and I tend to keep my notebook um, at the side of my bed if I'm working on something. So just if in the middle of the night, I, suddenly an idea comes, oh, jot it down so I don't forget it. <laughs> and just put it there. Very messy, I would say, but absolutely indispensable. Thank you. That's lovely. Um, briefly, um, some top tips for budding writers that want to tackle gritty subjects like this. Where should they start? Open your ears, <laughs> um, open your eyes, listen in. And quite often, these are the kind of conversations that it may be, you know, these are these are big topics. And of course, I've had to think very, very carefully how I write about them for young people. That is very, very important. And, you know, and, and what's a story in it that I can tell, um, you know, and from that perspective of young people. So my top tips are, well, keep a note, keep your notebook, keep that notebook, but listen. And actually, you know, think about, you know, a lot of my ideas sometimes come from newspaper cuttings. Now, I know a lot of young people kind of put it off because the news seems so heavy, et cetera, et cetera. But actually, where there's a child, you know, if you hear something about a child, I, 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 I would kind of scour through newspapers and I would pick up a little something. And indeed, um, you know, this novel also, there, there were two news cuttings that came my way. I think it was 1997 about young people who'd actually been locked up in our uh, well, they're essentially they're prisons. They're called detention centres, but they are prisons. And I was completely shocked. I knew that kind of stuff happened in my native country, South Africa. Um, but I have to say it came as a complete shock to me that children were locked up in prisons here. And so I thought, uh, this I have to find out about it. So it's about exploring and going and discuss and asking questions. That's terribly important. And you know, sometimes adults will kind of brush you aside, and people brush you. And no, 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 you know that. But you know, there are ways in which you can kind of, you know, ask questions. And 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 if you feel you're not quite getting. Oh, ask it in another way. And I think that's important. And we need to ask ourselves questions. We do tend to shut away things that I think are, you know, we might just think, oh, no, I can't deal with that. But the important thing to me is I know that children survive um, yeah, and, and that there are children who are survivors. And so I want to know how is it that, you know, and we go back to fairy tales you know, and read. I'd be saying to young writers, read, 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 read as widely as you can, you know, and don't just limit yourself to one genre. Read, 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 read. But going back to the fairy tales, my goodness, didn't they deal with really big subjects? You know, think, think Hans, Hansel and Gretel, you know, think Cinderella. Um, you know, I wrote a Cinderella of the, of the Nile not that long ago, you know, that Cinderella story. You know, you think back to the origins of those stories. My story was actually, we think, one of the oldest, um, you know, from Egypt and ancient Egypt, ancient Greece. But we think back to the origins of these stories. You know, they, they're, they're, they're big kind of frightening things in them. And yet I think they help us also deal with our fears. And so I think that's one thing we have to learn is how do we deal with these fears? Um, not in a way to kind of, to traumatize ourselves, of course not. But to actually think, you know, what are the ways young people and these our young characters can find their way through something? 
And we, I think we know in fairy tales that somehow it's going to work out. And maybe that's one of the things. I mean, I, you know, we, we hope that because this is written in a story, there is, we don't know how, but how on earth? And that's a challenge I set myself. How on earth are Shari and Femi going to find their way through this? Femi, I actually took on into a sequel, Web of Lies, um, because he doesn't have many words. You know, he's rather quiet and enclosed um, child in the other side of truth. And I want it rather like a pressure cooker, everything boiling up inside. So Web of Lies was to open out on that and to find out for myself what that was about. But Shari is lucky. She, you know, like her father, she loves words. Um, you know, he had the great big Oxford English <laughs> Dictionary, shorter edition, on his on, on his desk. And her mother gave her proverbs like, truth keeps a hand cleaner than soap. Wow. And so her mother lives on in her through proverbs. Well, they're words, aren't they? And so I think really, you know, to be a young writer and wanting to be a young writer, start out on the journey. It's a journey. You don't know where it will lead. I didn't know where it would lead. But the journey is the important thing. You're going on a journey. You're opening doors. You're opening windows. Go on that journey. You can always pause at some point and you can kind of look through the view. With my granddaughter at the moment on Skype, we're reading, um, we're reading Michelle Paver's Wolf Brother. Oh, my goodness. You know, the thought and the points at which we're thinking, what's going to happen now? What a dangerous journey. And yet we're going on. We somehow feel confident, I think, that, you know, the, the writer Michelle Paper um, um, will, will, will take us through this. And so that's what writing's about. You know, and as a writer, I think, just have that confidence that you will find your way through that story. It doesn't matter if you get lost a little bit. You know, it's like a forest. You'll find a way. Go. I'm pleased you're, li- you're you're reading Michelle. We had Michelle just a couple of weeks ago on the show and I had the pleasure of interviewing her. And I think the difference between you and her is she had to go and do the research. So she went to Norway to uh, live with wolves and understand how they work and everything. And this from you is from your background. So it's very much a part of you. And I think we are all the better for that. And thank you so much indeed, Beverly. You've been a splendid guest and I have loved listening to you. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Russell. And thank you, listeners. This is radioblogging.net, online radio live blogging. That was a fabulous part two of, of a really wonderful interview, wasn't it, Pi? It was, and I found it, I found it very moving, really. I mean, it's hard to imagine what it would be like at the age of 21. I know to our listeners, 21 sounds old, but in many ways, when you get to my age, you look back and it's still quite young. But to be shut up in solitary confinement for six weeks, I think it was, mm. uh, in, in a jail for basically telling the truth, basically saying these things that you are doing in South Africa are wrong. Uh, and I find that very, very moving that she went on to really all her life. Beverly has been writing about injustice, creating stories that throw a light upon um, the experience of, of not everybody, of course, but the experience of some people in our society and around the world. And I think that's a wonderful gift that she has given us. So I found that very moving. Well, we're nearing the end of the show. And um, if we come out of the Jotcast where um, you have been wonderfully just honing your skills, having a bit of a practice, fantastic stuff. And we really have a great team of adults responding, don't we, Ian? 
Oh, we absolutely do. And we're always very grateful to the educators and professionals that take their time to, to add and, and bring an audience to the children's writing, because not only does it inspire them, but it also helps them to become much better writers, doesn't it, Pi? It, it really does. Um, and so thank you ever so much, uh, uh, adults. It really enriches it. And it, it's it's part of building a community of writers. We're sort of all in this together. I also absolutely love it when the adults have a go themselves. And it yeah. amuses me when, uh, I mean, sometimes I do it. You forget to put the capital in and all of those sorts of things mm. we do as writers. It's why Julia Green said um, writing is a matter of rewriting. You've always got to reread it and double check it. It's tricky business. Mm. Uh, if we go into activity two, this is where we... Um, uh, is it activity two? I'm getting lost now. Yeah. Click on activity two and see what got all. Oh, this is where. Oh, right. This is us. Le this is leading activity two is leading us into you having a go at blogging your own one. So what I've done there is I've put the um, the bit that I read earlier uh, from the book of Taliesin. I've put that in there so you can have a look at that and below it. I would start in the notebook, have a go, draft it out, read it aloud, tweak it, polish it, edit it, loiter with it till you're really pleased and then blog it up so that we can read it. And then at the bottom of the page, you can perform your own one. Now, it looks like a new Padlet there. Is that true, David? Is that new? Word on the street is yes. Uh, we have a new one. Uh, but we've got a new one pretty much because the old one was just full to the brim. Hundreds of them. It was just taking so long to load. Um, so, you know, I expect not just me getting frustrated with that, that listeners were. So I have included the, the original one below so people can listen to the ones that have been uh, put, put in there and recorded so far. But there's a fresh new one there. And I kind of like when we get a fresh new one. You know, I've, I've been blogging for years and years, you know, over 10 years now. And um, every year uh, with a new class, we got a fresh new class blog. And part of me didn't like that at all because we lost all the, the statistics. We lost all the new, the visiting stats that mm -hmm. we had. But it was a brand new challenge, a brand new page. So here we've got a brand new challenge for you, a, um, a brand new audio Padlet. And there is a player there. Um, that you can listen to to give you instructions and would like you to have a go and be brave and see if you can get your voice onto the next show because that's what we always like to do here. So use that player, practice if you want to, and then you can have a go at recording your own. And um, you know, any problems with that, leave a comment on the blog and we can try and help you through that. But the main thing here is just to have a go. But we do love that, don't we, Pi, listening to these? Oh, it's a wonderful thing. Um, I really, really enjoy that part of it. And I always go on in the evening, first thing in the morning to double check who's posted up. Been brave enough. And we had quite a few uh, today. So let's see what we get to, uh, on tomorrow. I've been writing my version of Tallier's in while um, uh, you've been chatting, because during the Jotcast, I was um, no, it was during um, Beverly's um, interview. I was trying to use Kennings. I just read you the beginning of what I've got. I'm calling myself Salinas. I am Salinas. I sing the perfection of silence. My patron is the moonlight. I know why sunlight warms the planet, why the night shiner glows and the leaf bearer grows, why frost feathers fall, why cloud drops drench the soil. 
Why the sting slider slithers? Why lap huddler purrs? Why crows gather at dusk and the air chills? I know where the sun hides from day and the rainbow rests. I know where the storm disappears and why the waves curl their tongues. I know what lies in the earth and what waits for you to fall asleep before appearing. I know time and destiny. I know the black moth and the stinging fly. I know how equations work and how heavy the mind weighs with guilt. I know which of us will not see the new year. I've been a dolphin knitting the sea. I've been a lark, a book of memory, a flag, a thorn on a rose, a stone bridge and a forest. I am Silenus and I own you. Wow. That's so that's powerful stuff. Now, if you come out of that one, we have an extra one that says activity three. And this is the second half of the Coral Ocean story. So I think I'll read this. And then if you want to complete your story, you've got the option to do below and you could even record it. So this is the second half. In the first half, if you remember, um, we ha heard from it was Amira who had arrived from Syria and was feeling out of place. And then we meet Coral Ocean, it, it, about at the middle of the story. Coral Ocean is um, a uh, pupil who's come from um, Cornwall and isn't fitting in. Coral Ocean stood on the edge of the playground and waited. No one came near. All the other kids seemed to be absorbed in their own games. She gazed out through the railings and pretended to stare at something in the distance. Blinking back tears, she roughly rubbed her eyes and hoped that no one would notice. What's up? A tall boy had come across and stood bouncing a tennis ball. Clear off, snapped Coral, scuffing her shoe against the railings. Please yourself, muttered the boy. He spun round and raced back across the playground, bouncing his ball as he went. Coral could see him chatting to some other children and pointing at her. Everything seemed wrong. How she longed for her old school. Coral missed the sunlit playground in sight of the sea. Her new school stood in the cold shadows of a tower block. She missed the thrill of playtime games. Here, no one knew her. She missed the walk home along the clifftops with Amy. Here, she had to catch the bus, alone. At that moment, there was a shout that brought Coral back to the present. Some of the children were standing round a girl she'd not noticed before. One of them had grabbed the school school girl's school bag. Now they were throwing it round the group. The girl had no chance of getting it back. They were laughing and shouting, but the girl stood in the middle, her eyes full of tears. Coral dashed forwards, her fists clenched as she yelled, Leave her be! The group turned to stare. A sharp whistle froze everyone in the playground to a juddering halt. Mr Walker stood with his hands on his hips and waited. Some of the children hung their heads. Line up, he snapped. Now! Back in the class, Mr Walker introduced everyone to the newcomer. She was called Amira and had travelled all the way from Syria. The new girl stood at the front of the class, finding it hard to look at anyone, scrunching the hem of an ill-fitting dress. Coral, I think you'd better look after a mirror, said Mr Walker, steering her towards where Coral sat. Shuffling her books to one side, Coral made a space. She glanced sideways at the new girl. Amira gave a shy smile. Coral grinned back. So that's the story. And I've brought the two children together, of course, at the end of the story, that little hint that everything's going to be all right. But, you know, in reading it, one of the things that I noticed was I need to look carefully at my speech 
and whether or not to use a capital letter or a small letter after the speech. And I suddenly noticed that I need to go back and reread that. And isn't that interesting? I worked hard on that one, but I still need to tweak and polish. And again, underneath that, David, there's a chance to record as well. And it looks like the new Padlet again. I know. I know we're going new Padlet crazy. Um, yes, we've got that new one there again. Um, so there's a choice here uh, in terms of which one you want to do or both. But that's something you can do across uh, later on today or this evening yourself. Um, but that player is always there to talk you through how to create your audio um Padlet. So do listen to that. Have a listen to what's been done already. Have a practice. Conjure up the bravery and uh, have a go because it's something we absolutely love here at the team mm. to listen to those pies, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Tomorrow, folks, we've got Tim Bowler. Tim is reading from the first chapter of Riverboy, which is one of the books that I recommend on the reading spine for older children. Uh, a wonderful, moving reading there. And then great excitement here because on thursday we have abby elphinstone who wrote shadow keeper rumble star sky song a lot of you will have had her books in school read to you or you've read herself absolute cracking stories if you like peter bunzel's cogheart if you like vashti hardy you're going to really really love abby's uh, work so she'll be doing a reading and an interview and friday very special day on Friday because we have Duncan Chisholm, who nobody will know because he is from uh, Scotland and he is a musician. And we've got a little bit of an interview with him. And then we're going to do some writing with music to music. And that's going to be a really special show. Ian, we've had a fantastic session. I'm really looking forward to the blog post going up to see what people have written uh, and what they have turned themselves into, what great and mighty beings they have become. Absolutely. Fantastic work. Over to you, Ian, to wrap us up. Thank you very much indeed, Pi. Thank you very much indeed also to Deppy Mitchell. A lovely, lovely show. Great readings today from Pi. It's been really, really rich. We use that word a lot here on radioblogging.net, but it has been incredibly rich. So much to take away and I hope you've thoroughly enjoyed it just a couple of very quick shout outs before we go off air today George hello um, good morning radio blogging I woke up at seven to do a two and a half hour kilometer uh, two and a half kilometer run but I still had the energy for radio blogging Andrew Jackson as well uh, a big hello to all my friends in year six at Wisbeach Wisbeach uh, St Mary Sevi Academy special hi to Mrs Bradshaw and Mrs Hunt loving the show thank you so much indeed uh, also we had lots and lots of comments from Kirsten we had as well as well as Ava on the show page Mr Simpson good morning Will as well Miss D good morning to you thank you very much I'm um, saying hello to Park Street Primary School from Cambridge who are enjoying the show this morning so many people have been in touch and as Pi said we're only at Tuesday and we have got so much still to look forward to later on in the week so do please join us tomorrow we've got the fabulous Tim Bowler reading from his book tomorrow and it is a real treat so do please join us from 9.30 the time coming up to 19 minutes to 11 o'clock here on radioblogging.net it's Tuesday the 9th of June I'm Ian Rocky at the controls this morning in the hot seat you've been listening to radioblogging.net until tomorrow morning at 9.30 thank you so much please please take care and stay safe bye for now Yo, yo, what up? This is Lunch Money Lewis. Hey, I'm John Newman. Hey, what's up? This is Fergie Ferg. Woo! Keep this frequency clear. 
a children's radio blogging show broadcast into homes and schools across the world. Join Pi Corbett, Russell Prue, Ian Rocky, and David Mitchell live each weekday at 9:30 a.m. Online radio live blogging. This is radioblogging.net. Uh-huh.